0: Welcome to 2 guys Gaming. I'm Sean, joined as always by Chris on the phone via Skype. How's it going, Chris? Oh, it's
1: going great. How's
0: it going, buddy? Ah, not too bad. I'm just getting over a cold, but other than that, so it's good.
1: Degrees, um, you have a
0: cold? I know. It's it's insane. Somebody on Facebook was talking about having the flu, maybe, and uh, the person responded, it's past flu season, and I'm like, I, I don't know if it is, because <laughs> this feels pretty nasty, <laughs> whatever this is. So on this episode we're going to talk about uh the return to the return to ravnica and we're also going to <laughs> talk about how we feel like we might be getting a little bit too old for the uh current generation of video games oh. i know i know i know sad lonely yeah. too it's gonna be uh
1: it's gonna be a good episode looking forward to
0: this yeah definitely definitely definitely
1: i think that's a really clever uh, title the return of Ravnica. <laughs> yeah, cuz that's that's fairly accurate at this point.
0: Yeah, I I don't like I don't understand. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it before we actually get into the the topic, but yeah, I don't understand why we're going back so quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the third time. I, don't either. I mean, it's the third time back I I mentioned this in the article that I just wrote. It's the third time back to Ravnica in like 13 years. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and it took I think him did
1: 20 to uh keep, uh keep uh Richard Garfield on for Another few sets just to make sure everything's straightened out.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I noticed the announcement that we were going back to Ravnica. I'm pretty sure it's one of your favorite sets, if not your favorite set. Is it actually your favorite set, or just one of them? Oh,
1: you know, that's tough, because I read your uh, Magic uh, Retrospective uh, articles. Uh, Cheap plug. Check (laughs) them out. They're (laughs) really good. Thank you. And, you know just talking about Theros I think Theros might actually be my favorite I think I I like Ravnica just because it's when I got back into the game Um, I started playing back uh, I think in the middle of the return to Ravnica block which was Gatecrash that's when I got back into the game again Um, so it kind of has that nostalgic appeal to me, and that's why I thought it was my favorite. Right. I think my favorite aspect of the set is just the Shocklands. Cause yeah. I really like Shocklands.
2: <laughs> um, but I think Theros is actually my favorite block. Just that kind of Greek uh, mythology flavor. Right.
1: Made kind of made the the set for me. But yeah, I. I to me, I don't understand the decision, right? From going from uh, Dominaria yes. to another Ravnica block, right. why? And I just there's so many other cool kind of worlds that they created, mm-hmm. and they keep going back to the same the same ones, to, right. you know. Uh, my thinking is this, because they came up with that new uh, historic mechanic,
0: which basically means that anything that's an artifact yes. is considered historic. Right, right. So why, if, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but
1: Dominaria is supposed to be kind of a reset. And if right. if it's supposed to be kind of like a reset to the game to kind of like get back to kind of like that old school feel. That's which how I understood it, it. Right, okay. So we kind of going to like the heyday of modern I don't again and it makes no sense and, and I, I mentioned this to you uh why are we not seeing why follow up to Arabian Nights which was loaded with artifacts right which would play into the historic theme and for that matter okay if you don't want to do Arabian Nights why are we not seeing antiquities you could go back to antiquities right it just seems like there's, they're kind of just leaving the past in the past, and and to me, other than looking at Dominaria as kind of like a reset button, mm-hmm. I look at it as it's the follow-up to Legends. Okay. To me, that's exactly what it is. There's legendary creatures every pack. Okay. it's legends. yep, yep. it just obviously doesn't have the crazy uh, power level, right. but it's it's legends. So I just I don't understand if they're trying to create this old school feel why we're going back to the third time to the same plane. It makes no sense.
0: It's interesting that you brought up artifacts because as I was thinking about it and looking through my notes and thinking back to the other two planes that we've revisited, the recent planes that we've revisited, Innistrad and Zendikar, they added something new to each of those planes. So, like Zendikar, they took away an Annihilator and there was still the Eldrazi, but then they had this new concept, which was like colorless colored cards, which was kind of an interesting addition to the set. And then with Innistrad, they had the crossover with the Eldrazi. So, as I was thinking about it, I was like, what could they do new this time around to make Ravnica sort of fit into what they were trying to do because I also noticed sort of the the artifacts where you know Kaladesh was very artifact heavy. Um, they brought back Karn who was very focused on artifacts. You know, it wasn't as pronounced in Amanket and uh, Ixalan as much, but I, that's sort of the connection that I tried to make is that because it's a multicolored set and because it's focused on being multicolored, I thought that by bringing colorless cards and making it more artifact heavy, you know, maybe that would sort of fit into what they've been trying to do. But yeah, I, other than that, I I can't really understand why they're going back to Ravnica so quickly other than uh, it's a very popular set and they just want to like keep the people in who they got back with this Dominaria reset, as you say.
1: Right, right. And, you know, uh, you know, the only reason I would look forward to it, is because I'm curious about what exactly are they going to do?
2: Right. Our, I, I imagine because we went from
1: what was the uh, the first Ravnica set was Guild Pack, correct?
0: I believe really so. Yeah. Yeah, it was,
1: yeah, Guild Pack, and that was the first time that they um, what was it Guild Pack and Dissension, yep. and that's when they first made Chocolate Lines. Right. And then Return to Ravnica, they reprinted the Chocolate Lines. Right. And it's been what like five, six years.
0: Something like that. Yeah. So.
1: My, I'm, I'm putting big money on that you're gonna see Shock lands again. That they're gonna reprint them again. And I know people were looking for them in Modern Masters, yeah. and they were not in there. So it kind of makes sense, especially since we went from um, uh, was it Cons uh, of Tarkir, yes, where they reprinted fetch lands. Right. So it kind of it kind of makes sense that we're gonna see shocks. So I'm looking forward because I don't know why, but i really like the cult shocks i don't know what it is but so i look forward to see what the new art is but i don't you know they're really going to need to wow me on this set for me to go in and be like i'm buying you know a bundle or whatever right. like i need to see something different and you know the other thing that concerns me is the pro tour this weekend as you pointed out you're like my pro tour re- uh, reporter by the way <laughs> <laughs> so five out of the eight decks were red black yeah so okay is ravnica you know like what's the power level or recto's gonna be are we gonna see some crazy red black cards in there which could really screw up standard even more or Hmm. is it you know is it gonna be uh they're gonna try to kind of even it out a little bit i mean you kind of need some answers to red black i mean if you, there's a problem if you have five out of the eight top decks being red black there's a problem there you have to fix it you can't make it worse so i'm a little concerned i mean because ravnica is just two
0: colors right so well the seven of the top eight were running red the other one was an esper control and he just got run over by one of the red black decks so <laughs> because, I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. When when aggro is good, it's supposed to just run over control. But if control can get ahead of it, which basically now control is hold out till turn five, hope you have Teferi, and then, you know, do, do what Teferi does. But, you know, he just wasn't able to do it because red is so strong, you know, as we've talked about. Now, Bomat that's Kaladesh, right?
1: Yeah, Bomat Courier.
0: So that's going to yeah. rotate out, which will make the deck less powerful unless. Unless, as I said, it becomes one of those core set reprints because they're going back to core sets. I don't know if they would reprint it this early, but I do think I I definitely think that's gonna be one of those ones that's gonna show up in core sets periodically. You know, probably every couple of seasons they'll throw a core Courier in there just to mess with people and bring red back. <laughs> but so that's gonna rotate out. That'll make red less powerful. I don't I don't know what else they're gonna do. I mean, traditionally the Rakdos cards that they've put into i'm trying to think back and i don't remember rakdos being like sort of one of the top guilds that they kind of concentrated on which i guess maybe should be worrying because if they haven't concentrated on in the past you know perhaps it's going to be one of the ones that they're going to try to pump up this time around i mean that's exactly my thought that was
1: because before it really it didn't really take off like they had some kind of hasty quick creatures or whatever but it wasn't really a force it was more um uh, what was it? Um, Simic. Simic was uh, Boros, a big one, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Those were, the, those were the top... I don't know about the top three, but those were the big three that really got a lot of love, generally, in the previous sets. Right,
1: right. So I want, you know, you kind of wonder if they, they look at it and are like, are we going to, you know, even now? Because let's be honest, these sets are designed way ahead of time. Right. They're designed way ahead of Pro Tours and everything.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, if Red Black is stomping people out at this point. These
1: cards are a prop, they're already in the printer. Yeah. Like, this is a done deal. So, I don't know. It's kind of worrying, but we'll see. You know, usually what happens is it's kind of, with standard at least, people tend to figure it out. Like, they tend to come up with answers for what's popular in the first Pro Tour. Right. So, am hoping that's what
0: happens. Well, that's, I mean, that's the reason Red is all over the place now is because uh Teferi was taken basically taken over the, the the competitive scene like everybody everywhere agrees that that's the best card to come out of dominaria and if you're not running that in your deck or you're not running um oh geez what was the other one they said it was one of the cards that was in the, the red black deck but they said if you're not running either one of those cards then you're doing it wrong in standard right now and because Teferi, you know as we discussed in the dominaria preview review that we did Teferi fits into a control shell so if you're looking to run over control you go to aggro so everybody went to aggro now we're in that position where teferi was dealt with now we got to deal with you know it might swing back the other way because seven out of eight of the the top eight were red based decks like you know there's got to be somebody somewhere who's trying to brew something to deal with with that right right because that's just completely imbalanced
1: yeah yeah like i said they're where there's a possibility of having red black cards is kind of worrisome.
0: It's a little little scary now that you bring up the point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like you don't you don't know what you're gonna get. I mean it just it just bothers me that you know I feel like we kinda missed out because there were years where we both didn't play. Right. And we kinda missed out on certain sets. And I feel like why can't they revisit these sets instead? Why, like, um, I think when we first talked about it, you mentioned um, Phyrexia. Why can't we go back to Phyrexia? Like, why? Like, that was full of artifacts. I'm not a huge fan of Infect. Right. But Nobody is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could still go back to that plane without the Infect. Come up with something else. Like, there's just so many cool planes that should be re, you know, re-explored, and they're just sticking with what they know. Ravnica. We're going back to Ravnica.
0: Yeah, I made a list of what you had, or I made a list from what you had said, because I think initially when I said something about Ravnica and I was talking about how it seemed like it was early that we were going back, and it's not, I mean, it's not really that early comparatively, because both Zendikar and Innistrad both came before Ravnica, so I guess it's sort of in the rotation, quote unquote, but then I was just making a list because you had said Arabian Nights, and then uh, I think we both said something about Ice Age just because that was like the first exposure that we both had to the game so it would be kind of cool to yep. to see an updated Ice Age set even you know I was going through because I asked you if it was your favorite set because I know that you had bought the box to get the Shockland so I kind of made the connection that you know maybe it was your favorite set or your favorite plane or whatever and I was making yep. a list of mine I wrote down Tarkir but even before that I never got to play Alara I got to play Tarkir at least so I don't want to go back to Tarkir necessarily but I liked the idea of the the three color focus and I have some cards from Alara that I've picked up through various slots or whatever. And I just like, I like that idea. And I think that before we went back, and Alara was fairly popular from what I can recall. So yeah, There's yeah. a lot of key cards that came out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, that I mean, that was another one that I was thinking about was Alara. We could go back there. One that doesn't get a whole lot of love, but one that sticks with me for some reason is uh, Kamigawa. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but. So I just wrote that one down, and then I'm just kind of, like, flipping through the, the various sets. And I know yeah, you like no, the. I, mean, I
1: didn't even think of, uh, was it Kawagawa? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think of that one. I mean, there were, again, there's a lot of key modern cards that came out there. I think uh, what's that red one, uh, Through the Breach. Yes. I mean, that one's huge.
0: I think that's why I thought of Kamagawa, is because there's... But the, the one Storm deck that I put together, there's a lot of Kamigawa cards in there because it has the – um oh, shoot. What's the keyword? Now I can't think of the keyword. Um, oh, man. Where if you play it, you can attach that card to it or whatever. Oh, bloody oh, hell. yes, yes, yes. Why, I can't think of it. But, yeah, so there was a lot of that where you can, like, sneak out spells. And then there was a – then there's a lot of those cards in the 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 Legacy cubes that I play, too, like, through the breaches in there. Um, yeah. so I mean, yeah. I think that's I think that's why I have this sort of maybe abnormal attachment to it is because I know a lot of the cards just from playing that storm deck and from playing the cube. But I think it would be cool because they've done a lot of the other major lore, they've done ancient Egypt, they've done ancient Greece, they've done that. So I think doing another Asian themed like set like would, yeah, 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 another Asian themed yep. set would be really cool. and as an added yeah, bonus, no, um, I agree. as an added bonus it would probably sell really well in the asian countries not that i don't know if they have an issue with that but
1: but yeah no i mean it'd be it'd be cool to go back to that one uh would be a good one of course i'm sitting here trying to brainstorm that mechanic name
0: now splice i just found it splice all oh, you bastard <laughs> i just found I it i had it <laughs> i know it. i know i was right there it's like come <laughs> on that,
1: that'd be a good plane to go to too because there's a lot of Again, there's a lot of artifacts. And they kinda had um because that was the plane where they, they first introduced the leveling up cards. Oh, which was is that... kinda like the saga cards.
0: Is that where that happened? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. that's cool. It goes along with the theme. And there's lots of artifacts. Yep. I mean you have like the I don't even know. I just know that there's tons of artifacts and there's three big ones I think that were that are worth a ton of and modern right now. Oh,
0: since I, sensei's top came out of uh, that block. Oh
1: yep, yeah, the top. Yep. Um, there's no one like the. Uh, I don't want to massacre the first part of it, <laughs> but it's something jit.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and I think there's like the. Imaz- sword always or whatever. Fire and something. Yeah, that's a big
1: card too. Yeah, they, have, they have lots of cool artifacts in that set actually. That's a good point. So, I hadn't even you know again. That that would be a good one. It'd be a good set. They should probably think about going back to it oh. instead of Ravnica.
0: <laughs> I can't
1: get past it. I tried, you know, my first saw it and I was like, oh, that's cool, because that whole nostalgia, you know, right. I was like, oh, man, that's pretty neat. And then you brought me crashing back down to earth when you're like, huh, oh, that's like the third time. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, he's right. What the? <laughs> Come on, man. What the fuck? Come on with something different. So I was just going to ask, so basically Dominaria is just a one-off. Yes. That's disappointing.
0: I was thinking about it. The only thing that I can think of is that they went to this new block structure. It didn't work out the way that they thought, and then they sort of got to this point where it was the end or a reasonable end to that block structure, and then they just figured, okay, we have to... We have to do something to sort of, I mean, it's almost like a retcon, not quite a retcon, but it's almost like a retcon where they got to the, sort of the end of this block structure. They're like, this isn't quite working the way that we want to. We need to go back to the core set, three set block structure, and they just needed to start over, so to speak. That's the only reason that I can think of that they only went back to Dominaria for this one set where they're just like, yep, this is just gonna reset everything. We're gonna get back to the three block structure.
1: Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. I didn't think of it like, But, you know, it's unfortunate because it's the best set that's come out in a
0: long time. Well, that was in my list of favorite sets. That was, I I know it's cheap, but that's, I put that at the top, of course, because it's, it may have, it's making Magic great again because you just, you had, like you said, you had Richard Garfield come back in and he was able to, it seems like, right the ship. Not that the ship was capsizing necessarily, but it was, you know, it was listing a little bit back and forth where, The game felt inconsistent I think is a good word for it.
1: Yeah, there's definitely uh, it it did feel that way going from uh, Ixalan to Rivals of Ixalan. It felt I don't know. I'm not a fan of Rivals of Ixalan. I kind of, I know there's some powerful cards in there, but it just didn't impress me at all. I mean, I, I didn't buy a box of it. I basically I think I bought 10 packs of it and it was just, I wasn't impressed like the whole city's blessing ascend thing right i think that that mechanics that mechanic is total freaking hot garbage (laughs) like i i that thing it's it's bullshit i don't know (laughs) i so i was kind of like at a low point right there again where i was like Mm uh man like you know ixalan was really cool like dinosaurs pirates like such a fun like cool set yep That's actually when, you know, the first set comes out. It's really cool. And then it's always the second set that's weaker. So I was feeling down about it. And then, you know, Dominaria comes out, and it's like, oh, my God, this set is awesome. They can't screw it up from here, can they? (laughs) Well, we're going back to fucking Ravnica. (laughs) (laughs) Son of
0: a... (laughs) I, I tried to make a pros and a cons list, and, like, I didn't come up with many of either. The only pros that I could come up with, though, were the Shocks. Obviously, because they're going to reprint those, and that'll be good for people. They might even reprint the bounce lands.
1: Which ones are bounce
0: lands? Uh, the bounce lands are the ones that they give you two types of mana, but you have to return a land to your hand in order to play them. Oh, okay. They're the lands that were played in the uh, the Titan Bloom deck, where they would just go yep, off because yep. they would keep bouncing you know, lands back. But the lands, the lands generally come in tapped, but they didn't come in tapped because of the artifact that they had, so they were just like ramping into prime time turn 2 or whatever uh, oh good <laughs> <laughs> but if they that don't yeah, if they don't reprint the amulets then they could reprint the bounce lands and we won't have super ramp necessarily yeah yeah so the shocks are interesting the bounce lands will be interesting so i put the shocks and then i put the guilds and the only reason that i put the guilds is because the fans seem to associate with them like i've noticed that when i watch streams and they list the deck names it's always based on the guild names. And then when what's the Tarkir came out and they had the other five three-mana guys, then they started taking over too. So I noticed that that's that's sort of a way for the fans to associate into the game. And, you know, they can be like, well, I'm it or I'm Selesnia, or, you know, my sort of dominant colors are Esper type thing. And, I mean, those were the only two positives that I could really come – that I could really come to as far as going back to the set is that in keeping people into the game by giving them that sort of cementing association to something in the right, game. Right.
1: Like if, if they feel like Dominaria is like a good jumping on point, right. then they kind of, like anyone who came on board during Dominaria, they're kind of introducing them to those terms. Right. Like, hey, are you Boros? You know, like you said, is it? So yeah. Lesnia, right. uh, so I guess you know that can make sense. I mean,
0: uh, we'll, we'll actually be really interesting to see how many legendary characters are in the new set. Oh, that's a good point. In this block, yeah, if they're gonna keep going on this, the legends, right? Which I hope because I think it's fun, especially if they're trying to push uh, brawl. Yes. Then I feel like they kind of have to. That's I was. That's the exact point that I was gonna make. Is that if they're gonna keep with this brawl thing and keep this brawl thing alive, then. They have to, yeah, introduce a bunch of Legends each time, because Legends are going to rotate out. And especially when you hit, when Dominaria rotates out, you're going to lose a huge chunk of your Commanders. Right. Because yeah. there were so many Legendaries in the set.
1: Yeah, you could, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. They can't say, hey, we'll create this new format. Right. But it's only going to be good for one set yeah, until exactly. this rotates out, and then you're, and then you're screwed.
0: Yeah, I know. But, uh, and, and people discovered pretty quickly that it was only good if you were playing Baral anyhow, so... Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> I think we both agree that it's not necessarily a bad thing that we're going back to Ravnica, although it's not necessarily a good thing that we're going back to Ravnica either, right? It,
1: it, yeah, it remains to be seen. It could go either way. Right now, I'm very iffy on it. Yeah. I'm very... I'm very sensitive to it just because of the great set that we just had. Like, they can either really screw this
0: up or they can be great. It, um, can, it can be an awesome, you know, kind of visit to Ravnica. But we'll see. Coming off the high of Dominaria and also how popular Ravnica is, the hype the for this set is going to be pretty high. So they're going to have to bring it or else people are just going to murder it. Even if it's average to adequate to a little bit above average people are just going to destroy it if it's not like the greatest ravnica block ever oh absolutely just just because the hype is going to be so high for it yeah i mean it's it's going to be
1: really anticipated and not because like every you know we know it's going to be great like with dominaria like it was very highly anticipated because people knew it was going to be good because richard garfield right right, right. like you knew it was going to be good yes and this is anticipated, but for a different reason. Right. It's because there is this curiosity and kind of this anxiety about it. Like, what is going to happen in this set? Right, right. Why, why did they pick this? Yes. And so it, it all remains to be seen. So I'm gonna, you know, you know, I'm I'm not super psyched. I feel like they should have went to other places, but I I'm gonna hold out hope, like we talked about earlier. They know what they're doing, Right. And just as long as they don't screw it up. Right. Or as you say, reprint Siege Rhino. Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it remains to be seen, I guess. That's where we'll leave it for now.
1: Yeah, um, you know, once it, once it's actually released, I'm sure we will we'll review the whole set.
0: Yep. We'll give you our picks, kind of, you know, what we did with Dominaria. Yep. We'll review it,
1: and uh, we'll let you, you know, and it will be fun to see. Where where our predictions kind of land on this
0: definitely i like look i like looking back and seeing what we were right about and what we were wrong about yeah yeah apparently we were a little bit wrong about Karn, but I, we, we still we we still can't figure out how <laughs> <Yeah>. or why <laughs> but whatever hey, what do i know only thing I've ever the thing that i heard is colorless four mana card advantage okay yeah i get it but Eighty dollars, is that what it is up to now? Sixty dollars. Sixty. Is yeah. it sixty? Yeah, I don't know if it's sixty dollars worth of card advantage, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I think people are just living on the name. I think so too. That's all right. it is. It's card. Yep. Yeah. We'll meet back in October to discuss the set again, or September, maybe late September, because yeah, it comes out in it's October. At the
1: very end of
0: September. Yep. So late September, early October, we'll be back to discuss Fields of Yeah. All right, so this next topic of conversation stemmed from a text exchange that we had a couple of weeks ago. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, Me uh, being very angry about the fact that I was tired of playing the old uh, game on my PlayStation 4 of when you get a new game of having to delete something off my hard drive. Right. Additional money to buy an external hard drive just really bothered me because you know you look back at the older systems, it was never a problem. And I understand they don't have the graphics and mm-hmm. all that, but it just seems and and I think uh, you mentioned that you ran this too. Yep. That it seems like every time you put it in a game, and even if it's brand if it's brand new, that e- you have to update it, which just adds more shit. Have to go out and spend eighty more dollars right. on a fucking hard drive. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. Know. I just I had enough of it. It's I've already spent three hundred dollars for the five hundred gig PS4. Right. It's bad enough I have to go out and spend. Uh, I'm expected to go out and spend sixty dollars on a second controller if I want to play with a buddy. Exactly. And you know, okay, that's fine. I went. I found one for 50 bucks pre-owned at um, GameStop yep. and whatever, you know, I sucked it up at that point and you know, I was like, okay, so I'm $350 in the hole. Oh wait, now I need a controller charger. Okay. Well that's like another 30 bucks. It's like, oh my God, what is going on? And now this final thing where it's like, I literally, like, I can't delete, I can't delete anything else off my hard drive. Right, right. Like it's all games that I'm actively playing. Yep ridiculous it just it's it just seems like such a a money hole like you're just constantly pouring money in when you buy a system you're not really buying that system right like you are forced to make additional purchases after the fact that's and that's just ridiculous i i you know i understand like i think even ps i think ps2 was the last one where you didn't really need to buy another hard drive right was just it was fine it just played the game you had your little memory cards which were freaking awesome yep and you know and you can get them on ebay for five ten bucks a pop yep, yep. and you were good and that was it you just put in the disc and you played the damn game <laughs> you didn't sit there for oh a freaking hour and a half waiting for
0: the goddamn thing to update what is there to update it's a brand new game well, was... now it
1: just works out of the freaking
0: box that's funny that you say that because I just I texted you the other day because I picked up the Street Fighter collection for the nostalgia because it was one of the first games that I ever played in the arcade it was Street Fighter Two, and it's always been a part of my life the the Capcom Street Fighter games and the Marvel vs Capcom games and all those games so I picked up the Street Fighter collection and I was excited to play it. Kevin got before me, he was texting me about what a you know fun game it was and you know how he had. He was having trouble with the game because he had forgotten how to do certain things like super combos and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I had a little bit of that when we were playing Dragon Ball Z with Chris. You know, I forgot some of the motions and that sort of thing. And I was excited to play the game. I got the game. I opened it up. I ran it upstairs. I threw it into my Xbox, closed my Xbox, and it comes up and it says installing. (laughs) And then after it says installing, it says updating. And I'm like, it it took me 10 to 15 minutes to play freaking Street Fighter, like Street Fighter that I could have played on my Super Nintendo Plug in the cartridge, turn it on, play the game. I don't understand. It's Street Fighter. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like what is there exactly that you're
0: updating? <laughs> Precisely. What are the... you loading? What are you loading my, my fucking hard drive with? That I don't actually need. Precisely. I just want
1: to play the damn game.
0: Precisely. Yes, it's Street Fighter. It's the same game that it was 25 years ago. Like what is update? What are you updating for Street Fighter? And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like it was like improved graphics because you said something about improved graphics and it wasn't even improved graphics it was literally street fighter 2 like or street fighter alpha i think was the game that i played it was it was street fighter alpha and it wasn't even widescreen by default There's i had no to go difference. Into... D- D- there was no difference in that no what <laughs> no it was the exact same that's... game
1: oh my god that's ridiculous <laughs> glad now because you've always you've kind of stayed in the past you know you're usually one generation behind right because you're you're you know you're a bargain hunter you're like me where it's like you know what right. I'm not gonna be dumb with the money right, right I'm gonna right. wait it'll yeah. drop and then yeah. I'll pick it up
2: Absolutely. And whatever and that, yeah
1: and you know I spoiled myself with the PS4 yes. I was kinda like oh you know whatever I have the money I'll spend it and get it and right. it's just you know I'm not saying it's a bad system, right. and you know, granted, I've never played Xbox One.
2: Yes,
1: I know that it's similar. Yep, that it's uh, this generation of gaming is it's similar no matter what system you go to. Well, hold on, let me take that back. If you're talking Xbox and Sony, then it's very similar. You're updating. Uh, you're installing. Yes. You're constantly hunting for space. Yep. Like once you start playing enough games, right. and I'm, t- I'm telling you, you may as well go and just start shopping for an external hard drive because you're gonna need one. That's just how it how it is now. Right, right. It, it basically to have a functional game console, you basically need to drop out 500 bucks.
2: That's crazy. Right.
1: And I think you made the comment like it feels like PC gaming, and mm. if I wanted play uh, be a pc gamer be a pc gamer right that's what it feels like
0: yeah well you said that i live in the past and um that's that's one of the first notes that i made is that i've always been more of a retro gamer anyhow especially with video games like i mean i enjoy some new games i love the fallout series i like skyrim i like gta on occasion but as a parent especially the older games are usually more family friendly because you know i can play zelda while quinn watches me or we can play super mario brothers with the boys, and it's just the, the, the retro games are more family friendly. And that's one of the reasons that I just stick with the past games is I can play them with my kids and I can play them while my, kid watch, while my kids watch me, you know, that sort of thing. But aside from that, you said that I'm generally a, 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 a whatever, a generation behind. I yeah. The PS2, I think, is the last system that I bought relatively early in its life cycle. You know, you mentioned the PS2. But even back then, I sort of experienced some of this because it used to be if you bought a system, you got a system plus you got two controllers. So you could play with your friend or your brother or whatever right out of the box. But then it was like – I think it was the PS1 was the first one where they only included one controller or maybe they had a version with one controller and a version with two controllers. But then beyond that, it was just like they're like, hey, we can get these guys to spend another 50 bucks, 60 bucks on a controller. So we'll just include one out of the box and then – they have to go buy another one if they have any friends.
1: It's such a cash grab. Yep. That's exactly it. You know damn well they could stick another controller in that box.
0: Absolutely. The, the console is a lost leader, anyhow. They're not making any money on the console. They're making money on the games. Like that's, I mean, that's yep. a known fact. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they, they they admit that. It's
1: like okay, I understand that you're taking a loss on the console, but how much? I'd love to see what they're. I was about to use a term from my work. For finance like what their what their cogs is cost of goods right okay oh, yeah, okay how much is it actually right how much does it actually cost them how much money do they have actually in that box you know talking hardware labor everything right how much is actually in that box like how much loss would it be? I guarantee if they stuck a controller in that box, they're maybe taking an additional
0: $5 loss. I was just going to say, it can't possibly be that much. If they're selling controllers for $50, generally, I mean, generally the markup on that kind of stuff is fairly high because obviously it's got to be high because they're selling them individually outside of the box. So they got to put a huge markup on them because if they're taking a loss on the console, then they got to make it up somewhere and they're making it up on the extra controllers that they're selling.
1: Absolutely. to the next point of why I feel like I'm kind of like aging out of gaming in a way like it's just and that is just everything there's such a heavy focus on multiplayer right. you need to play online Right. like that is it like, like you said uh, you know, when I when I first started playing Destiny and new experiences, you know, you, you put in the game, you start playing it, and all of a sudden there's other people hopping around the screen.
0: Right, right. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Who invited him? Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: what do you mean I'm always online with this? Yeah. That's crazy. And it just seems like that, right now, those are the most popular games. Overwatch, Fortnite, Call of Duty like at some point Call of Duty isn't going to be single player anymore. Right. They're going to get rid of campaign and it's just literally going to be all multiplayer. I mean that is basically where gaming
0: is heading now. You mentioned Fortnite. I mean whoever developed Player Unknown Battlegrounds, they like stumbled on a gold mine apparently oh. because every single game that's coming out now is following that model of this battle royale type game where you know you just Parachute in or whatever, and then you have to find your resources. And once you find your resources, you have to hunt everybody else down. And I understand that's been a part of the gaming since Doom. They've had deathmatch modes, but that right, wasn't the right. whole game. You know, that was just a mode that you and your buddies, you know, you could have a couple of beers and just try to shoot each other with the BFG right. a couple of times, right? Yeah, what, it exactly wasn't agree. it wasn't the focus of the game. And now, as you say, because of PUBG. And now Fortnite, it seems like everything is going that way. Like the I saw a, a trailer for the latest Fallout game that's coming out either this year or next year. And the rumour that I heard is, is that it's gonna be like a, an online survival game, sort of like those. And I'm like, I mean, okay, fine, I guess if you wanna pull in some new fans to the Fallout series, that's great. But I, I don't that's think the people who out. are playing Fallout are going to play this game necessarily, like it's not. No, that's it's not when we play Fallout, Fallout. Fallout. You're talking about Fallout seventy-six. 76 yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't see that being
1: that enticing to people who play Fallout, because no. Fallout has always been a really like extensive kind of single player experience. It's always been that way.
0: Nope. Single player role playing game, you against the world, as it were. You know, not you against a bunch of other people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll make it work, but. I just, I'm hoping that that rumor is not true, although there's several sources who have said that it is.
1: I'm I'm telling you, that's the way everything is going now. Like, if you are not a fan of playing multiplayer online with just a group of of strangers, then you're screwed. Like, I'm sorry, but this this is your stop, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, where I feel like this is it for me. Like, I PS4 is basically where I'm drawing the line, Like, I just don't think that there's going to be enough really good single-player games around because now all these developers are seeing that, well, if I make a game like this, that's what's popular right now. That's how I make my money. So the old-school guys like me and you who don't necessarily want to play online and, you know, get shit-talked by some 12-year-old. Right, exactly. it, we're we're pretty much going to be left behind. Kind
0: of. I understand the push for multiplayer. Like I understand the multiplayer gaming is more fun or at least as fun. In some cases it's more fun multiplayer gaming than single player gaming cuz I went to the quarters with Liam last year towards the end of last year and that was some of the most fun I've had playing games recently. Like I mean if if I if I lived in the area I would probably be there weekly cuz I love that place and I just love and I guess that's more nostalgia because I grew up in the arcade and I just remember putting yep. the quarters on the machine and waiting your turn and crap-talking the guy. And the guy was crap-talking you, you know, whenever you played Mortal Kombat, you would just jaw back and forth. So, I mean, I understand. Right. But, but that, that's different. That's yeah. That's different.
1: Right, you right. Know, There's, like, not the, uh, the assholeness of because everyone's anonymous, right. essentially.
2: Right. That's that's so the problem you don't with have online.
1: people, you know talking like just crazy shit to you or just you know like do you really feel comfortable your kids getting online and like just you know playing games with whoever like they don't know there's a stranger who shows up on destiny and like starts chatting with them like no it's it's such a just from what i've been reading and what i've been seeing it's such a toxic toxic environment out there yeah oh absolutely it's like it's it's different, like I remember you know i I used to do the same thing. I would pop my quarters up on the Mortal Kombat machine, and I would tell the guy next to me that I'm pretty much gonna kick his ass out of his mouth right like that, <laughs> that was just how it was, but it was fun because you're there in person, you're playing someone in person. It just seems like this multiplayer thing is just gonna breed, like just really toxic just kind of ugliness and it's kind of you know we've had comments about what we don't like about gamers right quote unquote and it's basically one of them is that they can be really unforgiving and they kind of grow you know the the old keyboard sack right and they'll just say whatever like they don't care and you don't know who's creeping like on your kids like it's just i don't know i'm just not a fan of it and i know it makes me sound you know really old-fashioned or whatever, but. That's just how I am. Like, I miss my idea of multiplayer is me, you playing Dragon Ball Z, like me swearing at you directly
0: to your face. (laughs) Well, that's That's just, (laughs) it is different because I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to think back. I don't think there was the nastiness necessarily in the, in the crap talking, you know, it was just like the, Oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or even you suck or, you know, that sort of thing. It's, whip your ass or I'm gonna knock your teeth through the back of your throat or something like that. But <clears throat> I don't feel like there was the nastiness necessarily back in the arcade. I mean when you're face to face with somebody it's hard to really sort of unleash on them because there's nothing stopping them from taking their hands off the controller and just <laughs> punching you in the nose, you know? Like <laughs> choking the life right at <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like I'm trying to think back and I mean there was there there was John, but You know, when you play pickup basketball, it's the same thing you draw to the guy. Like, I'm going to hit, you know, I'm going to hit this three right in your face and there's nothing you can do about it. And then you do it and there's nothing the guy can do about it. Like, I mean, if if you miss, then he can draw back at you and be like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's there. There's definitely some sort of imbalance there. I don't know if it's an imbalance of power necessarily. It is somewhat of an imbalance of power because I know you never played it, but I played it a couple of times. League of Legends. Just because it was popular at the time. And I wanted to see what the big deal was about. And you know getting into League of Legends. It's I don't know how anybody gets into the game now. Like you you've said that there's not necessarily a skill gap. But there's a there's a time gap for you with Hearthstone. Where you you just can't get into Hearthstone now. Unless you spend money on the game. Because there are people who have been playing the game since beta like me. Who were able to collect all of these cards. Before you were even able to play the game. So if you were to get into the game, so there's not that skill gap, but there's this time gap. And there's, I mean, there's a definite skill gap in League of Legends. I'm terrible at the game, but I'm just learning the game. Like, this is my first, second, third time playing the game. And if you're not going to be welcoming to somebody who's willing to come in and attempt to become a part of your community, like, I don't know how the community grows. Other than, you know, maybe I'm just Pansy Snowflake and I can't take the the, uh, criticism. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> maybe I just don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear it from some kid
1: that I'm old enough to be your dad. Yeah, That exactly. might be your dad.
0: Right. I don't know. Exactly.
1: I, don't know. I was crazy in my 20s. I don't
0: know. Is that you, man?
1: <laughs> you don't shit talk your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just such a toxic, like the multiplayer thing. And, and, you know, maybe I just need to build up my friends list or whatever. Right. And, and I, I, I have friends, okay? Right? You know, people out there are snickering to themselves I, I have friends you assholes I have friends <laughs> but maybe I need to build up the friends list or whatever but it's tough you know because now consoles they don't talk to each other right, right. like you have Street Fighter Collection yep. I was going to go out and buy Street Fighter Collection right. in hopes that we would be able to play each other but that is not the case that is not the but case That it's, just, it's so petty like this whole kind of console war like why well, can't we just play against her. We have the same game. Right. Like, I have to imagine it goes to the same
0: Capcom server. Like, what the hell? There, I was reading an article, and I know you kind of rolled your eyes, or you, um, you like, texted back Son of a, or something like that, but, like, it seems like we may not like the games, but it seems like these Battle Royale games where people are getting into them, and they do want to play against their friends on other systems, that these might be the ones that bring down the walls between the consoles. Which yeah, it's good on one it's it's good on one. I mean, I guess it's good. It's just overall good. I can't really complain about that because if they do get to Sony and Microsoft and maybe even Nintendo to sort of talk to each other and just be like, we're just we're just gonna put these games out there. They're all just gonna speak to each other on the same server. We're gonna have cross-platform People are gonna buy the, the system that they wanna buy. Like you're still gonna be able to have exclusive titles on your system that people are gonna buy your system for, but aside from that right,
1: And that's how that's that's how people make their decisions on what system they're gonna go uh-huh. with is the exclusive. Right. So I don't I don't see why there's any harm in having cross platform.
0: Right. Well that's the only reason that I bought an Xbox One finally was because I saw that Microsoft owns Mojang now, who makes Minecraft and they finally convinced them to start allowing cross-platform now right now it's only on the windows 10 platforms like the xbox one and the windows 10 and mobile can all talk to each other maybe it'll be minecraft that finally breaks the barrier because i know there are people on ps4 who are complaining that they don't get the updates quick enough and there are people on switch who are complaining that they don't get the updates quick enough so who knows maybe microsoft yeah. will pump more money into it and you know, this would be the cross-platform, because if, I mean, if people are playing this game, Microsoft is going to make some from it, because they, I mean, they're the parent company, so, like, even if somebody's playing it on PS4, they're still playing the game that you put out there, or, you know, exactly. that, you're, that you're supporting out there.
1: Right, right, and that makes sense, you know, I, in that case, if there is, If there's cross-platform play where you know you could actually play with someone else who has a different console yeah like someone else you know right then you know i i would probably be very interested in doing that like that'd be great because i know there's a lot of times like you know we're busy like we can't always get together and sit down and play a video game right hence why i call into these podcasts (laughs) (laughs) and it's it, it would just be so much easier like okay now it's cool I can go online and I can you know I can play a game with you right and that's that you know yep. like okay that, that that's fine it's just I don't know I guess that part of cool if yep. they do that hopefully it does actually happen and right. it happens soon like I feel like it needs to I really feel like I'm at this crossroad yep. right now yeah it's like okay am i just gonna kind of dig in my heels and say that's it you know i i like what i have yeah. i'm not a multiplayer kind of guy yes i, I don't want to play like i think the only time i ever really got into multiplayer was um when i played some dragon ball z yep like i played that multiplayer or whatever right and like that was all right there was, the, like, there was one guy who went a little far with the trash talking. Yeah. And I basically just let him know that I wish that this was, like, a Looney Tunes cartoon where I could just, <laughs> like, reach through. Right, right. And just choke the hell out of him. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's whatever. But, you know, I played um, Gears of War, the first one. Yep. Uh, online with, like, a, a buddy from work. And he had, like, some other guys with him. And, like, that was, like, they had, like, a group, like, their kind of yeah, right. Gears Club. Yeah, Kevin does the same thing. And super, super serious about it. Like, really serious. Which kind of, like, turned me off of it. Yeah. Where I was, like, I'm just, I'm trying to shoot, like, giant monsters in the face. <laughs> and you're, like, yelling at me, like, oh, you need to lay down a concussion grenade here. Then you need to get to that rooftop <laughs> and you need to throw down a, you know, a smoke grenade. Right and give us cover fire. And I was like, what? I just want to shoot
0: stuff. Kevin Kevin does the same thing. He, he has a regular group that he plays certain games with, and he's mentioned in the past, you know, oh, you know, we should get together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, my multiplayer online gaming history is basically World of Warcraft, which I played for many, many years. And sure, there were jerks in the game, but that was a game it seemed to actually police itself pretty well. Yeah. I think because it was so open to all different types of people, like it wasn't, I mean, yeah, you could be hardcore and you could raid, but you could also just log on for half an hour a day, do a couple of quests and log off and be done with your time, you know? And I think maybe there's a couple of trends recently, like the fact that you had to play 15 bucks a month to play World of Warcraft. I think that weeded out a lot of people too who, maybe we're less desirable because who the heck's going to pay 15 bucks a month just to trash talk a whole bunch of other people i mean i'm sure there's people out there but i mean i think that weeded out a lot of people and the fact that most of these games these days are free to start and then you can buy cosmetics or whatever for your character so you don't have to spend money on the game i think that speaks to the lowest common denominator and anybody can get into the game so once people get into the game and they're like, "Well, I can do this. Why can't you do this?" That sort of thing. And then after World of Warcraft, I got into League of Legends, and I was shocked because I, like, I had no idea that the the online the online communities have become so abusive to new players as opposed to just like, oh, you know, this is how you do this. I I played five League of Legends games, and I think I got exactly you you get four different teammates, so five. That's twenty different teammates. I think I got exactly. One guy who was like, look, I know you're new, just follow me, I'll show you how to do this, I'll show you what the objectives are, I'll show you how to do what you're trying to do with your character, that sort of thing. So out of 20 people, I got exactly one person who was willing to help me out through the game, and that's, I mean, that just seems absurd to me.
1: It's ridiculous. Everyone else just wants to tell you how bad you suck.
0: Exactly. Like, I don't see it. It it takes just as much effort i would imagine to be nice to a person teach them how to play the game as it would be to tell them that they suck and that they shouldn't be playing the game so i was like whatever i just don't play the game anymore because i don't need that in my life
1: yeah yeah no it, that, that's kind of what turns me off of any sort of multiplayer hmm. i was just like wow and, and, and uh, after that gears of war game yeah. i remember going in the work yes. the next day
2: yeah and
1: like you know, my my buddy, was just like, oh, that was fun, man. Like, you, you know, you need a little bit of practice, but you did okay. And I remember I just, like, stared at him for a second, and I was just like, what the F is up with your friends? <laughs> like, you know, it's not life or death. Like, we're, <laughs> we're really not taking fire. Right. Like, you understand that, right? Like, it's, do they get that? It's a game. Right. Like, it is a game, right. and it's supposed to be fun. So, yeah, like... Maybe I'm not the best. Maybe I'm not incorporating as sort far of as strategy, but sometimes that's that's like the funnest part of the game. Like to me, like when we've played Gears of War together, yep. like it's hilarious to watch you charging or like Rambo, like no strategy whatsoever. It's just like I'm I'm going for it.
2: It's
1: like okay, Sean, what what we should probably do is go around. Oh no, he's gone.
2: <laughs> <Nope>.
1: <laughs> like that's the best. That's the best part of the freaking game. Oh absolutely. It's just like oh. Oh wow, well now we need to, you know, take this strategy. You need to sit up on the rooftop and, you know, start sniping people and right. give us some cover fire. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to shoot stuff. It was a rough day.
0: I know, seriously. I, yeah, I just want to get on, I just want to shoot these big guns at insect looking guys and not have to think about it. Like
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and that's kinda what kinda turns me off of that aspect. Right. there's most of the people take it very very seriously like if they're online and they're playing it is serious business
0: well it's funny that you say as that, as that. It. because um one of the things that i was thinking about is these games that are being pushed now like hearthstone and PUBG and fortnite like these are being pushed by companies as an overwatch you mentioned overwatch like overwatch has a freaking esports league that's what i was getting at is that these games that are being pushed now are being pushed by companies to be eSports games, and that's – everybody – and I think – I don't know if I've said this before to you or even on the podcast, but not everybody can be LeBron James, but almost everybody can be at least A decent. Baby, Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody can be at least decent at Overwatch given the time and the effort, right? I mean, you may not be – it takes certain – Skills there as well, but Overwatch is again. A f- is it free to play? No, no, that's sixty bucks, fifty bucks. I don't, I don't know what yeah. Blizzard's charger for it now, but it's like, you know, so it's not that expensive. You can pick up Overwatch and you can practice Overwatch and you can get to the point where you know you're at least competent at Overwatch, and that that sort of fuels the fire as well, where people are like, oh, PUBG is free. I can pick that up. I can do this, right? Right.
1: Can be good too right when people start trash talking about how much you suck you want to be like i have a job yeah,
0: exactly like
1: what like, <laughs> what do you want me to do right like i have a job i can't just quit my job Right, right.
0: <laughs> i have a job i have I'm, kids i play this game half an hour a night on my free time like what do you want from me yeah like
1: while well, i'm trying to drink my feelings away <laughs> like, come on man i'm six beers deep do you think exactly. I'm gonna be yeah. decent? Yeah, yeah no kidding no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm your teammate I don't know how it happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you want these, me to do you I thought these things had a better matchmaking system. What am I supposed to say? Like, you got matched with a guy who this is his first game. Good luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So,
0: <laughs> you're
1: going to wish my character came with straps because you're going to wear me like a backpack.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I suck. Yes, I do. Congratulations. You're better than me. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I just... Ah. That, that part bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. And then uh, another point of why I'm not, like, a huge fan of current-gen gaming is because, uh, you know, everything is turning towards the shooter genre. Right, right. Everything is. Like, yeah. because that's what sells. Yeah. That is what esports. Yep. It's mostly shooters. Yep. So, again, if you want to be successful and you want to make money, you're going to make shooting games. Like that is it. That that's basically how it works. Now I'm not saying that, you know, there's not any other games or any other genres that you know it's gonna completely be phased out. But there's definitely more of a focus on shooters now. Yeah. Like that's just how it goes and it's just I don't know. Like even my my dad, like he mentioned it. Yes. Like because he's he's seen me play, you know, Xbox and stuff and he was just like, Oh, you're shooting zombies. Mm. oh now you're shooting aliens <laughs> like you know right I'm like he's just like wow well, all these all these, he's like how come all these games look the same now you know yeah. it's like um you know whatever and the only console that he specifically asked for was uh the wii you right. want a nintendo wii yeah. like he's like that looks that looks fun so i remember for uh, christmas a few years ago i bought him bought him a wii yep. i was like here you go gave it to him apparently um uh, my parents uh, left our place. They went home. Like that Christmas Eve, he plugged it in. He played it exactly three times. and he sold it to the guy across the street. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> "I was like when I asked him, like, hey, how do you like the weed? He said, nah. He's like, ah. he I, like, uh, you know, i'm happy with the uh, second genesis super nintendo that's, yeah, that's funny that's when he dug in his heels kind of what i'm feeling right now is basically what he did where i was like he was just like it's not for me
0: it's funny that you bring up the story about your dad because i never thought that like sort of my retro gaming and going back to the older games could be indicative of a bigger problem but then when you when you brought this topic up and we were talking about it and you were talking about your dad and i thought about my dad my dad wasn't a huge game video game guy but he did play the atari 2600 when we had the atari 2600 and then we got the nintendo and he never touched the nintendo like he did not he did not play the nintendo at all he had no desire to play the nintendo at all so funny that you bring up your dad because i had the same experience with my dad and then i started thinking back on my experience and it's like why is it taking me longer and longer to buy these systems like I say, I bought a PS3 after the PS4 had been out for years, and then yeah. I I just bought an Xbox One. The only reason I bought an Xbox One was to play Minecraft, which I have on literally every other system that I own. Yeah. So I, you, you know what? I'll say it. I think that you're you're aging out just like I
1: am. I right. don't think I'm the only one here, and I think the only reason you ended up with a like uh, uh Xbox One yep. is because of your kids. Right. That's. It. I don't think it's anything you would have bought. For yourself,
0: I don't. I don't think so. I,
1: yeah,
0: because I knew the we're Xbox. Getting older, man. <laughs> and, I, I, and it happens, and I just never yeah. thought that it was indicative of a like a like a symptom of a larger issue. But then you brought it up, and and I just started thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's just I'm getting older, and I'm fine with Nintendo 64, and I'm fine with GameCube, and I'm fine with PS1, and I'm fine with PS2, and yeah, the Xbox One is great, but this is, this might be where I get off. Yeah, that's, that's and it's it's a very
1: it's silvering in a way. Yeah. Like once you come to that realization that mm. wow, like I've had such a passion for game collecting. Right. And I, I always will, but there's such an extensive library of retro games. Yes that I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything too crazy. Right. Sure, would I love to play like, you know, the newest you know, once I come out with God of War Seven or Eight. Right. Sure. you know i'd love to but do i foresee myself spending 500 blow actually because of inflation Mm -hmm. you're probably talking close to six seven hundred dollars at that point right right on a new system just to play a couple games yeah just to play no i'm sorry i'm happy with my ps2 yeah to me that that's that's the best system that's been made was ps2 well
0: i went i went on a game downloading binge the other day and all the games that I downloaded, are even old games, like I downloaded Diablo three, and I downloaded the Gears but of War trilogy, and like, I mean, it's I wasn't even looking at the new games; I was just looking for the old games.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm sure these are legal downloads, of course, because we do not download illegal. Oh no,
0: no, downloads. yeah these these were on the these were on the Xbox One; these were in the Xbox store, so. Wink, wink. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all older stuff
1: like that's the stuff that appeals to people like and even it's kind of strange to me because when you tell me about your kids having an interest in like older games i'm like really like it almost seems like they're the exception to the
0: rule yeah liam liam loves pokemon Uh, he loves super mario uh aiden and quinn both you know they, they play um minecraft mostly aiden will play some of the newer games like he wanted to play destiny with his friend when his friend was over um, they wanted to play Call of Duty, I think, or one of those games when his friend was over. So he played that the last time his friends was over. So he'll play the new games with his friends when his friends are over, but it's not like he, he he wasn't asking to buy any of those games after the fact. you know. And I don't even know how long they played for. It seemed like they only played for like half hour, 45 minutes, and they were bored and they wanted to go on to other things.
1: Yeah, and I, and I completely understand because after a while, those first-person shooters, they get so boring. They really do. Like just ridiculously boring. Yeah,
0: I think the only it's just like the only time that we ever played it for an extended period of time was when we were playing deathmatch against each other, and we had the bots out there. Like other than yeah, that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. Like that, uh, you know, it, it, and even that, like it just gets repetitious. Like, yeah, I like you know. I think the only the longest we've actually played, I think we played uh, Left for Dead. Yes. That was the. I remember we made it. Oh, I forgot which because you can pick like certain like subtypes of the game. Right. We right. made it all the way to the end, and then yeah. I remember you survived and I died.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was such a kick in
2: the ass <laughs> <net.
1: laughs> But yeah, like and even like those games are fun to a certain extent. But even after that, like this game kind of repetitious. Right. But, like you mow through an army of zombies. You find the safe house. You reload, you go back out, you mow through armies uh, yeah. zombies, you find the safe house, yeah. rinse and repeat. And right. It's like, okay, it kind of gets boring. I mean, I think, like, I like Gears of War because, like, the third-person shooter, yeah. and they just have, like, unique weapons and stuff. And, right, right. Like, that series is cool. Like, that's the one shooting series, like, I won't bag on. But after a while, they, they just all kind of feel like the same game. It just seems like there's not a lot of creativity anymore.
0: But don't get me wrong. I'm not against repetition because all I'm going to say is do-do-do-do-do-do. Boing. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not against repetition. I played every single Mario game, and every single Mario game is just like the Mario game before it. And, you know, I played back in the day. I played Pac-Man, and I played Pitfall until the timer ran down all the way to the end, and I played Frostbite. Like, I'm not against repetition, but, yeah, I get it. The, the repetition is different with it, exactly with the like, newer okay, games mario,
1: I don't... mario's mario Mario's a good example because mario even though it's repetitive you're basically you're running and jumping right that's what you're doing for the whole game yep. but there's like a certain skill there yes right there's unique environments like right. the backgrounds are different and like yes is the general premise the same absolutely but it's just it's different visually it's different it's more stimulating it's not like you know left for dead you're just basically in like a game that is you're basically like in the dark the right. whole game, yes. running around. Right, right. And like that's it. Like there's nothing like visually like stimulating other than decapitating things. Right. And that doesn't stimulate me because I'm not a I'm not a psycho. <laughs> so like Mario, like it's just different. And like you said, it's just it just has a different feel
0: to it. Yes. I think the only conclusion that we can draw from this discussion is that we are both old. <laughs>
1: well put. <laughs> <laughs> If you're thinking that.
0: I, if you're thinking that I'm comfortable with being old, you know. It'll happen to you too someday. <laughs> You'll be looking back yeah. at the Fortnite days like, Oh my God, I remember Yeah. When games were yeah. games <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. it happens to everyone. Yep. It happens to everyone guys. I hate to say it. it. Happens to everyone. It really does. I think that we're 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 really young at heart. I think it's just our 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 video game tastes are changing. Yes. Like we've kind of we're
0: Yeah, we, just, right, we just can't go past that line yeah, yeah. alright guys thanks as always for listening you can find us on our website www2 that's the number 2.net we have articles, we put the podcast up there we're on YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram wherever generally New Van Blonde uh, you can find us there hopefully we'll get to talk to you in a couple of weeks uh, bye guys
1: it's a pleasure.
2: Right. See you.